global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. 43 minutes to go ahead of the close here. Mixed picture for U.S. equities. Let us head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here he is, Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. That's right. Main U.S. averages are trading mixed today. The Dow currently down 45 points. SB's dropped two. And Nasdaq is trading higher by eight. The small cap 600 gains three points. And the U.S. 10 yield at 1.56%. Half of the S&P sectors are lower, led by losses in telecom, utilities, and consumer staples. Materials, industrials, and technology led. Dow Transports outperformed, gained 71. Nasdaq Biotech's fall 20. Utilities dropped seven. And the VIX is higher by 1.3%. Dow leaders to the downside included McDonald's, Verizon, and 3M, while Caterpillar, UTX, and Boeing led to the upside. In deal news, shares of analog devices and linear technology are currently halted. Analog devices is said in advance talks to buy linear technology. Finally, some of your names or the bigger names set to report after the bell tonight include Akamai, Panera Bread, Twitter, Juniper Networks, U.S. Steel, and Apple. Live from the first at Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Hey, thank you very much. We'll be all over Apple and Twitter as those numbers break. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-K-S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Peloton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Central banks in focus this day. The Federal Reserve started its two-day policy meeting. No rate hike expected at the end of that meeting. However, maybe some signals that they could be in the future. Meanwhile, the Bank of Japan starts its two-day policy meeting on Thursday. By Friday, it is expected to announce some more stimulus. The question now is how much. Meanwhile, the yen... Surging the most since Britain voted to leave the European Union as traders scaled back expectations for further aggressive monetary and fiscal stimulus before uh, they meet later this week at the Bank of Japan. Joining us now to put it all together for us is Doug Borthwick. He's Managing Director, Head of FX, Foreign Exchange at Chapdelaine and Co. Doug, welcome back. Thank you very much. Hi, Kathleen. I'm so first of all, you know, it's interesting. Um, in an interview uh, d- today, I believe it was, Bloomberg View contributor Mohamed Alarian was talking about how the, maybe the market's too complacent about the Fed raising rates once, maybe even twice this year. And he also mentioned how he thought that right now that you're not going to see the volatility around central banks so much in stocks and bonds. The currency market is where we're going to be seeing all the big movers. I think he's correct there. I think that you're, you're seeing central banks involved pretty much across the board, and that's really pushing down volatility right now. But uh, the currency markets still have a little bit of freedom, but still not as much as we'd expect. Dollar-yen certainly is trading up and down based upon the expectations for guidance, and the Japanese press has certainly been fueling this fire, with the Nikkei saying that fiscal spending would double to 6 trillion yen. At the same time, overnight, you had Taro Aso, the finance minister, coming out and saying regarding fiscal stimulus, we've yet to decide on the size of the economic stimulus. So the market hears one thing, gets excited, buys dollar-yen, hears something else, and then sells off again. At the same time, as you said, we've got a BOJ two-day meeting starting on Thursday, ending on Friday. There is a question of whether to expand monetary stimulus further. I think that that actually may be unlikely. I think what may be more likely is on Friday we'll find out they start talking about forward guidance for the first time. And that means maybe talking about maintaining the size of their balance sheet going forward, which would give people some comfort in staying long dollar-yen at, at, at the time being. But then again, I think that any sort of position right now, long dollar-yen, is sort of like pushing on a string. 
given I believe there are other actors right now that are selling dollars and buying yen, that would include uh, central banks like uh, like China. Doug Borthwick, what's long-term in the mind of a currency trader? <laughs> that, that depends. Long-term normally is you get in at that one spot and you get out long-term once, you, once it goes, goes your way. So if, if I'm right with dollar yen, like the last time I think we had a discussion, I said we go through 100. Obviously, we, we dipped down past that 100 level after the uh, Brexit. Certainly that long-term, would have been, I've been taking profits around that time. I think nowadays, if I think long-term here, and I'm thinking maybe we could go up to 110 on some sort of surprise, but at the same time, I think it much more likely to go down to 95. I'd say that's within the next month or so. Okay. The reason I ask that is because I'm wondering whether moves in currency markets are leading or lagging indicators for investors that may not be in currency markets but are in bonds and stocks. Well, I think you can think of currency markets as being sort of the tip of the spear. And that with currency markets, when a piece of news comes out or we, we see something hitting the tapes, people will trade the currency first because it could be that the equity market is closed or the bond market is closed. But the currency markets are always open, as you know. And so I think that certainly there is a little bit of a, bit of a leap there in that respect. But also people, when they buy the currency or they sell the currency, you find that macro investors get on board on that before they start thinking about what to do with the currency once they've bought it or sold so it. So that's a very important question then for the Bank of England and, uh, you know, to – get into the weeds here a bit, but it's, it's big news today. Uh, uh, Bank of England policymaker Martin Wheel, uh, who had been somewhat, you know, dragging his feet on uh, immediate and big interest rate cuts in, in uh, the UK, now say he favors immediate stimulus for the UK economy, recent indicators on manufacturing looking much worse than he was looking. So you've got the, the pound hit by that, uh, and then weak economic data in the US kind of moving the pound in the other direction. If it's if the pound's a tip of the spear for people looking at those UK markets, what what's what's the takeaway now? Well, I think that the sterling, we, as, as soon as Brexit happened, I think that most market participants believed that there would be a rate cut coming forward. I think it was a little bit of a surprise that they didn't cut last month, but certainly August 4th, it looks like they'll cut from 0.5% to around 0.25%. I think that's certainly an expectation. I think that's already priced into sterling. I think if anything... What Sterling has done over the past week is, or the past couple of weeks since Brexit is it, it's, it's managed to find a foundation or a floor. And people have realized that this isn't going to be a full-blown Brexit, but it's looking more like Brexit light. And I think that with, uh, with, with, with Theresa May now there, I think that what you're going to find out is you're going to find out that she actually starts pushing things down the line. They won't trigger Article 50 until the end of the year at least. And I think before that you're going to find some sort of stabilization in Sterling and maybe a pushback up to that 140 level because people understand that it's not going to be quite as catastrophic as everyone was expecting. Doug Borthwick, just quickly, dollar-euro, currently 109. Give you about 20 seconds. Well, I think the euro-dollar with this 109 level is still very much below its fair value. I believe that there are buyers of the euro-dollar that are moving their reserves into the euro and out of the dollar. I think that we have an expectation to see around 115, certainly by the end of the year. And uh, even though you see the basis swap moving out in the euro, the last time we were at these levels in the three-year basis swap, the euro is at 120. Thanks very much. Douglas Borthwick, Managing Director, Head of FX at Chapladane and Company. Right now, euro at 109 versus the dollar. Pound sterling, 131.41. And the Japanese yen trades at 104.62. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox. My co-host, Kathleen Hayes. This is Bloomberg. 
Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Whitman Smith & Brown CPAs, audit tax advisory services to help your business be in a position of strength. Experience the Witham way by visiting witham.com.